1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You, through your history of investing, and I think you really are kind of aware from it from age 20 to 60. That's your investing lifetime, as I refer to it. You're going to learn things. I think 2022 was a good learning, learning year. Corrections happen can you stomach them? How comfortable would I be with my retirement if a correction happened the year that I retired? That's a good psychological, am I ready for this? What if this correction lasts longer than usual, or what if it's shorter than usual? Corrections involve, in this case, a scenario where recession is going to hit. Will it hit technically already? Some people say we're in one. Or will it be more school book where we see job losses? But one of the things he learned in 2022 is corrections happen. You also learned a lot about inflation. Why is the Fed so obsessed with fighting inflation? Why is the Fed willing to cause a recession in the United States to fight inflation? I like to think of it as their mandate says they're going to fight inflation, keep employment full. But you question the whole fight in inflation thing when you see the stock market and the housing market get brutalized with higher interest rates. You're like, okay, so that's financially engineered. It's human beings that are doing this. is not It is not just the economy doing its thing. It's human beings forcing the economy in a different direction. You're learning a lot. Nobel laureate Paul Krugman predicts a housing market slump and an exports decline. He suggests the Fed has already done enough to conquer inflation. Mohammed El-Aryan said the Fed made two big mistakes that will go down in history and spur a damaging recession that was totally avoidable. You're hearing more and more gurus, I like to call them Buddhas, on the sideline, telling us that the Fed's doing wrong. It's like a national pastime. It's a water cooler thing. Top economist, Mohamed El-Aryan, said so the Federal Reserve made two big mistakes. I like him as an economist. I hate him as a speaker because he's a New York Jets fan. And, and that doesn't bother me, except for that he tries to slip it into every single freaking interview. Top economist. Mohamed El-Aryan said the Federal Reserve made two big mistakes. He says, quote, I fear that we risk a very high probability of a damaging recession that was totally avoidable. But what about the mistakes? Let's talk about it. Chief Economic Advisor at Allianz pointed to two errors. He said the Fed's first mistake was mischaracterizing inflation as transitory. By that they meet it to, as temporary; it's reversible. Don't worry about it. Second mistake was when the Fed finally recognized inflation was persistent and high; it didn't act in a meaningful way. Um. Yeah, I think I think we can all say that's what history is going to show. That in twenty twenty one, the Fed said transitory. He didn't think it was pervasive. Uh, Back in 2021, the Fed was kind of using the playbook of, it'll come right back down. This is COVID pandemic government spending that's causing short-term inflation, transitory. And it doesn't typically work like that. Our labor force is so messed up, and it has been messed up since covid Some of your favorite restaurants have shut down. Some of your favorite restaurants you go to today and you're like, ah, it's not what it used to be. It's the labor force that's working inside that restaurant that suddenly has a lot more power to demand more money, but also to change careers, to go home and sit on money they collected from the government. The labor force really, really, really changed during covid My spouse suddenly decided she doesn't want to work anymore, which is fine, but her identity was very important to her before, and working was important. What changed? COVID, right? Using a driving analogy, L. Arian said the Fed not easing their foot off the accelerator last year means that they've had to slam on the brakes this year, which tips us into a recession. So, yes, unfortunately, this is going to go down as a big policy error by the Federal Reserve, he says. Even Chairman Powell has gone from looking for a soft landing to a softish landing, and now talking about pain. And That's the problem. This is the cost of our Federal Reserve being late. Not only does it have to overcome inflation, but it has to restore its credibility. El Arian Advised investors in their love affair with a Fed pivot, where the central bank would reverse course on its aggressive monetary policy. Chain. Fed has been quickly raising interest rates in an attempt to cool down 40-year high inflation. I love that he said, "You, the retail investor, the stay-at-home investor, the I'm not working in New York investor." Has a love affair that needs to end with a Fed pivot, making all things right. Fed is expected to raise interest rates for six time at its November 1 first and second meeting. Push the federal fund rate probably from the current range of three to three and a quarter percent. So, will we do 25 basis points, 50 basis points, or 75 basis points? still looks like like another seventy five so I, I I don't think L. arian's wrong with that said it it does suck that we all look back at twenty twenty one and go oh this is transitory that was one year ago today that we started going this doesn't really feel transitory anymore because we were seeing food inflation we were seeing energy cost inflation we were seeing. Wage inflation. And the wage inflation, we just didn't quite understand. We still don't quite understand. Why are there so many job openings? Why aren't they being filled? Why did Rob's wife um, stop working? What's it have to do? Why did I come back to work to take this crappy low-paying job when there's other jobs out there? A lot of people have that. To blame is part of the problem of where we are now. 800-516-1220, teacher calls on the air. Paul Krugman predicts a housing market slump to follow, ultimately, what the Federal Reserve is doing. He's a Nobel laureate. He said the Fed has likely raised interest rates high enough to crush inflation. He warned further rate hikes and a stronger dollar could destabilize the financial system. That's when the Fed's going to have to stop, when something breaks. Bigger than Europe saying, we're going to raise taxes, and the dollar got stronger and stronger and stronger on that news. Krugman outlined in a recent New York Times column how higher interest rates weigh on demand for housing as they pass through into higher rates for mortgage borrowing. That leads to less construction. People in the industry spending less and eventually had a wider economy slowing down. While building permit applications have dropped off, construction employment hasn't started shrinking yet. So he wants to see the job losses. There's a backlog of housing projects that were started before rates rose. As a result, Krugman's saying higher rates are going to tank home prices and housing demand not anytime soon. He thinks it's months away. So he's predicting a housing market slump big time, but not even starting yet. He emphasized the US dollar surge to a 20-year high this year has made American exports less competitive and imports more affordable. And that represents a headwind for economic domestic growth. Very fascinating watching economists come out and take a shot at the Fed Reserve and what's happening currently. Um Shipping costs have plummeted from $21,000 a container in September 2021 to $2,300 today. The supply chain disruptions are starting to end. I'm Rob Black. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. I have two children and... When you have children, people come out of the woodwork, especially your first one, and they're like, here's a book I learned. Here's a book I read that taught me how to raise children. Here's a book. Here's a book. Here's what I did. And I, I don't like that approach. I like looking at parents that I respect and see the children that I respect and ask those parents, how did you do it? Same thing when it comes to money and investing. You're going to find a lot of people come up to you and give you the book on investing, give you the, this is the way to do it. This is real estate's how I made my millions. Stocks are how I made my millions. Tax stocks are how I made my millions. People are going to come up to you pretty regularly. And the trick is to understand is that they're not that smart, that they benefited from a very prosperous time in the world. And if you didn't start by debunking them and saying, I need to do this on my own because times have changed. I think the idea of my kids being as successful as my, me are, it feels less likely to happen because I watch the news headlines out of the BBC. And I see the world of the haves and the have-nots getting bigger and bigger and more problematic. I see we have overemphasized the white collar economy forgetting that we still need people like dentists and I'm not saying a dentist is not white collar but it's a much more how shall we say real physical work that we're really going to need we may not need a company to bring us groceries in the middle of the night on a two-hour window but I do know we're gonna need plaque removed from our teeth and we've kind of de-emphasized the blue collar the education system, I know young men who have communications degree, and that's totally different than the time that I got my communications degree 25 years ago. Yesterday, a, a past co-worker, a big radio station in the Bay Area went down, <laughs> and it's going automated KGO. And this is, they're legit, that they were a news organization. And for them to basically say, we give up, we're going to go syndicated programming. You know who's next? Oh, there's a next, but there's not many left standing at this point in time. So if my kid were to say, dad, I'm going to get a communications degree, I'm going to go, okay, what are you focusing on? Because you're not doing radio and television, my friend. There's too many options already out there. You're going to have to specialize a little bit better. So one of the things I, I really want to f- push you into is don't fall into the traps that work for you. They're not going to work for the next person. Stop giving people advice. Let them figure it out on their own. People who are self-made are constantly learning, whether it be in education and or investing, constantly learning and improving. The reason I interview CFPs on the show and the reason I bring in see it, people like Chad Burton, certified financial planner, is he's good at what he does and he's constantly having to learn what are the financial problems of the moment. I work with a CFP for that reason. As much as I love doing this, I don't love being a. I, I don't want to be a CFP. Constantly learning. Um, self-made millionaires. There was a study I once saw that said sixty-three percent said they are listened to audiobooks during their work commutes, versus listening to soft rock. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Audiobooks. What else have I learned? Self-made millionaires listen more than they talk. It's a lesson that I try to impart on my children. Don't try to be the center of this uh, attention. Let other people make their comments. Know what's on the table before acting too brave. In group settings for every minute you speak, let other people talk for five minutes. Listen for five minutes if you're going to talk for one. Try to have that formula in your head. Build great teams. If you want to be successful in learning in, in your childhood, it's it's your network. In high school, I wish I had a better network of, of social friends. In college, I wish I had a better network of academic partners and a better network of, of social peers that I could get a job with. I took a pretty big gamble starting my own company. If it failed, I have no one to go to. I have no fraternity to go to and say, hey, Jim, you hiring a failed writer? You're hiring you a, a failed financial planner who has a story to tell? Um, I wish I could redo college and be part of a fraternity. It could be a service fraternity. It would probably be a service fraternity. Self-made millionaires dream big, 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 big. Um, I didn't want to work. T- I, did, I When I was 18, I said, I don't want to work till the day I die. And I tell my children, you can do whatever you want. Um, one of my fantasies in the world was going back, because I heard about this from a, a friend in college. He took his summers off. Now, he took uh, two years off after college and worked at resorts worldwide as a belt i'm like i don't know about the timing right after college but for two years he would help people with their luggage and he would do it in indonesia he'd do it in china he would do it in hawaii and when he had time off he got to see some of the most luxurious parts of the world i like that if i could do a career of that i'm in but suddenly, you're not going to make as much money. You're not going to invest as in it. You're not going to have roots. So I, I get the flaw with it. But you can have a fun dream, I tell my children. A friend of mine, when he played the lottery, I always would laugh at him. I said, that's a stupid people's tax. You just gave $2 to the state of California. You just gave $2 to – you just you gave it away. You're taxed for being dumb. You have a one in seven bazillion chances of winning money. You know you're not going to win it why do he do it? I guess because for the rest of the day, I could think of what I would do with a bazillion dollars. So for two bucks, he gets entertainment for the rest of the day. Instead of watching, you know, Netflix tonight, he's thinking about what he would do with a bazillion dollars. I don't really believe that, but at least that's what he's getting out of it. As an investor, I want you to prioritize your health as much as you're prioritizing at NASDAQ. Good health translates into longevity, which gives you more time to create wealth. I tell my children, brush your teeth. You don't want your teeth falling out. I tell my children, floss your teeth. You don't want your teeth falling out. You only get one set of t- adult teeth and that's it. Then you're into painful dental implants and or dentures, which are unattractive. So every day I I tell my kids, you know, keep dreaming big, make good friends in elementary school, make great friends in high school, network, 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 listen more than you talk, constantly try to be reading or studying the news of the day. Always keep your mind open to what's happening out there. I'm really not a Republican or a Democrat, I would say, if I'm anything. I'm a BBC news person. I'm not Fox or MSNBC. I'm not looking for the politics to agree with me. But I'm always looking to learn. I don't really believe in luck. I was trying to explain to someone that opportunities are taken. Um, Decisions are taken. Opportunities are created. and. A lot of people don't take a decision like they should. They're not as assertive. I'm not talking about when you go to Vegas, that kind of luck. I'm talking about the happenstance of taking a gamble on something new. The ability to be invisible to others while you're starting to learn something. Create solutions with alternate routes to success. When I started in the financial industry, what I knew was that people that looked like me had no representation on Wall Street. And I knew that Generation X was going to grow up and save money, and I wanted to be the voice to Generation X, and I think I largely have been in the financial planning world. Um, as I'm trying to translate into millennials, I'm going to have to be open to new ideas. I'm going to have to network with people who are good in that area. Um, but I knew... Generation X needed a voice, and I was at the right place at the right time. And I took the opportunity. I made the decision, but I took the decision too. Persistence creates opportunities. Luck eventually comes to those who refuse to quit, in my opinion. Um, If I were to tell you how I learned to publicly speak, I'm painfully shy. I learned to publicly speak by going to my business teacher in high school and saying, can I speak to the students about college? Can I come in and tell them, you know, what I've learned? And I went into my old high school and I talked to business class uh, on a Friday all day long. Five different business classes in high school, so it's rotating classes. And you humbly learn when you have to speak to high schools and keep their attention. You learn how to like tell the story to them. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me a new seminar coming up. We're going to announce that sooner rather than later. You can learn more about that at RobBlackShow.com.
0: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at RobBlackShow.com. In
1: 1997, Apple had an ad campaign called Think Different. It didn't. Highlighted the crazy ones of our society who went on to challenge the status quo. I'm not asking you to challenge the status quo. I'm just ch- asking you to challenge the status quo of what you think is out there. Rise the occasion, become an investor. Yesterday, the markets were down. This week, we're going to get PPI on Wednesday. Producer prices will it be... They'll pass that on to you and I, the consumers, which we're going to learn about the CPI on Thursday. And then on Friday, we get retail sales. Will it be a happy holiday season? Why are we counting October as the holiday season? Because today's Amazon Prime Day, where if you have a successful membership to Amazon Prime, they're giving you extra rewards today, like their crappy electronics. I mean, their electronics at super massive discount prices. I joke with my kids that Amazon Fire tablets are like tablets for poor people, and we <laughs> steal a line from a popular TV show last year. Becoming Anna, you look so Paul. Why? Why you look so Paul? What's you wearing? You look Paul. The Nasdaq fell to a two-year low yesterday, in part because chipmakers like AMD and NVIDIA are taking a hit from some new rules. Out of the United States government, limiting exports to China. With the sanctions, President Biden is taking the tech battle with China to the next level. We don't need a trade war, and what are we doing in a trade war? We are one month away from figuring out who's going to run Congress. Will Nancy Pelosi keep her position of power in the Senate? Uh, I don't know. I can tell you, I, I feel our Congress is dysfunctional. And I, I just don't even know. I used to say things on air like I liked a gridlock Congress, i.e. maybe a Republican president, a Democrat Congress, maybe a Democrat president, Republican Congress, uh, a Congress that has to make compromises with the president, the president who has to make compromise. But now it's just like it's just dysfunctional. And I think for democracy to, to win, we're going to need another party instead of the two that we have. But holy mackerel, good luck with that, right? Retail October surprise, big sales are starting now. So on Friday, we're going to learn about retail sales and how the holiday seasons are going. Discounts are going to hit record highs this holiday shopping season for electronics, toys, and computers. Adobe's predicting that early deals will push consumers to shop sooner, cutting into the much of business retailers as they expect you know, um, big days out of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Black Friday this year, the United States is going to be playing soccer in the World Cup. I don't think that's going to have a big effect on Christmas spending, but it may have a little bit because the world takes off from work in the month of World Cup and watches soccer matches and talks about soccer matches. It's a magical time to be a, a citizen of this planet if you like soccer. eight hundred five one six twelve twenty each calls on the air. US will provide Ukraine with more air defense systems following Russia's missile attacks on multiple Ukrainian cities that killed at least fourteen and took out power in several places. President Biden pledged to have Ukraine with more help for advanced air defense systems. All I'm telling you is we're in a war, whether we think we're in a war or not in a war. Our eighteen year old children are not in Ukraine fighting. But we're spending like we're in a war. The European Union is united for the first time ever against Russia. Republicans and Democrats in our Senate can all agree, we need to help this country out. I don't know why we're agreeing to that. I, I can't think past my own nose at times, right? But Europe is unified. They're acting unified. They're not blaming each other. The European Union is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing right now, working together. I do see the positives in things, don't, you, don't I? Uh, we're in a war that where our 18-year-old children aren't dying, but we're spinning like we're in a war. Los Angeles City Hall is in turmoil after leaked racist comments. I don't even know what to say anymore about anything in America as far as leaks go. I, I could start calling the show. I don't know what to say about that anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm out of words. Um, I, I tell my children, be careful what you say. Be careful who you make friends with. Be careful how you end friendships. Be careful dumb words coming out of your mouth because it's a small world. There's a problem with capital markets right now. We're searching for a solution. The solution is banking on... The Federal Reserve pivoting and saying, okay, we're done raising interest rates. That's not going to happen until we see the PPI, CPI, or the jobs numbers. Job numbers, we want to see unemployment. And with CPI and PPI, we want to see numbers around 4%. We're nowhere near that. The Bank of England has intervened to provide liquidity support for the UK. They're doubling the upper limit of its purchases. It's going to expand its purchase operations to include index links, guilt they plan to end their emergency purchases but it's a mess in England right now and if you bought a home a month ago you're down twenty percent in one month in England they're trying to solve their problems with what I would say economic engineering and it's a band aid on a bullet wound it's not enough right now at one point in time, the stock market was looking to have a bad day. We'll talk about how that's playing out. We do get earnings season starting in earnest this week, but we're really getting into full gear next week. American Airlines raised their third quarter revenue growth guidance from uh, to higher levels, up to 13%. So guidance previously was at 10 to 12%. That's helping the airline stocks and helping the, the world of investing, the part of it t- towards travel and leisure outperform today. Taking a look um, at the market numbers were lower for the day. We started off kind of neutral. JP Morgan is saying stocks could tumble 5% with too hot of a CPI report this week. I think that's the headline that most people are thinking. We really have to get to Thursday. Producer prices on Wednesday, yes, that's cute, but it's we're worried about the consumer and how they hold up during the holiday season based on inflation issues. So JP Morgan is saying we can fall 5% this week if inflation's at that 8.5%, 9.5%, 10% level. I'm putting words in their mouth at this point in time. They actually said anything above 8.3% could be big trouble for the stock market. The quote out of their analyst today says it feels like another 5% day, noting the SP 500 dropped 4.3% on September 13 when the inflation rating came out hotter than expected. So, are you a big better? Your big bet for the week will be on Thursday. If you're a big better and you think things are gonna fall or shoot up, it could be a big swing day. What if the reading's eight point three percent again? We're just like, oh, or it's eight point two percent. Oh. I guess we're pulling for like a ten percent or a two percent, and we're not gonna get it. We'll see. Thursday's the big CPI number. Earnings this week out of Pepsi have me interested. The financials not so much. Um, but certainly out of the consumer. Um with Pepsi. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing
1: wealth at robblackshow.com. Amazon's kicked off its two-day sales event. Prime early access sales starts today, continues through tomorrow. I agree with Mark Cuban on some of the meme-worthy things that come out of his mouth. And one of them that he said in the past was, yeah, you should concentrate all your shopping days, if you can, into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Memorial Day, 4th of July sales. Those are the days where you're getting your biggest discounts. I kind of agree with him. It drives you crazy when you buy something and then see it on sale a couple of weeks later. Think of all the financial planners out there that are like, oh, oof. oh, oh. Facebook said that 1 million accounts have been breached. Another reason to hate Facebook. Man, 20 years ago, I got to the Bay Area and everyone hated AOL and everyone hated Microsoft. I saw a license plate that said uh, MSFT, S-U-X, Microsoft sucks. And there was AOL, I don't remember the license plate, but it, it was a husband wave that had matching... Not matching, but themed license plates. Now, today, everyone hates Facebook and you tell me. Are they just the number one company to hate on Twitter, maybe? TikTok is TikTok turning our children into weapons. An ex-Twitter employee explains why they left the company amidst Elon Musk take over bid. Everyone feels management at Twitter is going to get taken care of, and everyone feels that the employees at Twitter are being used as pawns right now. That's what's happening in the world stage. That's what employees at Twitter – Twitter, I would hate to be an employee at right now. If my career was in the hands of the silliness where the C-suite, the corporate the – corporate, I don't want to say minions – the corporate power players at Twitter are going to get Terribly well rewarded. The people who are going to lose are Elon Musk and investment bankers and employees at Twitter. I don't like it. Um, another reason I hate my, uh, Meta is there's New York Times article today where three employees said an ad proposal would boost sales by about twenty percent if if. Meta were to take out an ad, advertising VR headsets to people who get into student debt. Um, Mark Zuckerberg earlier, I guess late last week, sent out a memo that he's like, if you're going to work on this Meta project and the virtual headsets, you got to use it while you're at home. It turns out many of his own workers don't have the VR headsets at home. So it's kind of, it's a mess. It's a mess if you own shares of Meta. And seeing Mark Zuckerberg, he is just sinking billions of dollars into a product that, quite honestly, no one wants right now. Again, he's trying to set himself up for hardware sales in the future when he's a social media company. I don't know if he's going to ever get hardware. Microsoft insiders have described a leadership vacuum in its metaverse unit. Companies company's metaverse and mixed reality ambitions remain uncertain amid canceled projects, budget cuts, struggling contract with the United States military, and a lack of leadership. So Microsoft's spending big money on figuring out the metaverse, and they feel fragmented. Apple is supposed to release an augmented reality headset in 2023. If they do not, what it will tell you is that the metaverse is not ready or augmented reality. And I don't know about you, but I haven't been sold on any of the Visions yet. No one has shown a reason why Rob's going to put on virtual reality goggles in his living room. Yeah, I think I would do it for concert. The music industry seems like it would be obvious. If he can put me in a front row seat of the Beatles, and I maybe I can get where there that could work, but it's going to have to be a damn comfortable headset that's going to last an hour and a half on my head. And what about the people who have balance issues? Oh, boy. Florida software company has to pay $73,000 after firing a remote employee who wouldn't keep his webcam on all day. After the employee was fired for turning his webcam off, he was dismissed unfairly. Yes, we are now getting into lawsuits on webcams on and webcams off. Um, There is a disastrous video circulating on YouTube right now for Ford, and it's showing you the drawbacks of electric trucks. Some men buy trucks to haul 50-pound lawnmower. Some men buy trucks to haul a 200-pound generator. Some men buy trucks to haul another car behind them. A boat, if you're hauling anything that weighs significant, electric vehicles are going to be a problem if you're taking any sort of distance. Could you get your boat in and out of the water? Yes. But hauling it 50 miles to the lake, it's going to take you at least a 300-mile charge to go 50 miles round trip. Otherwise, you're putting yourself in that position of running out of energy or juice. And it's it's the problem with EVs right now. It's a thing that's not said. The range is in best-case scenarios. It's not when you have four overweight children, an overweight mom, an overweight dad, and he, dad likes to bowl, so he has a couple bowling balls in the vehicle. You need to keep electric vehicles thin and light for them to get their, their promised charging and distances. So YouTube's doing a lot of damage right now to the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, which is one of the reasons I say bet on EVs. I do think it's a trend. I do think lithium and lithium mining companies are for real. Just know that there's going to be some bumps. It's not going to be ideal or perfect. We're still trying to work on better batteries. Elsewhere, their PayPal stock fell after a botched rollout of an acceptable use policy update. There was some weird writing talking about fines for the promotion of misinformation. And some people started boycotting PayPal, and they wanted their money out. And I kind of get it when a botched communication, if your bank were to say, send you an email today and say, oh, all the money that you have at the bank, we could... Take if you do something that we don't like, you'd be like, I'm not banking with these guys anymore. I thought the rules were something different. One minute. Oil prices fell yesterday for the first time since reports surfaced that OPEC plus was planning to cut production quotas. The recession alarm bells rang louder than the production cuts. On a day by day basis, you can see news completely differently. Last week, we saw the Saudis cutting production at a time of booming expansion worldwide. Today, we're talking about the IMF lowering growth forecast for 2023, saying the worst is yet to come. If the worst is yet to come, oil prices should slide. You get the idea. News, it's sometimes about perspective. It's sometimes a floating opera, and you got to watch more of a trend than a daily reaction. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.